welcome back to my library. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you all are having a wonderful Christmas weekend. I am recording this episode the Sunday before Christmas, and I have it set to come out next week on the day that you're currently listening or whatever. Um, so hello, how is everyone doing in the future? This time next week, I will be in Colorado, and it will be Christmas Day. We always do Christmas at my parents' house. Um, Basically, for most of our lives, this is how it's been done. But we eat brunch, and then we play games as a huge family. Usually, we play Pictionary, and the winning team gets a cash prize, and it's a lot of fun. I love spending time with my extended family, with my my aunts and my great aunts and uncles and my cousins, and it's just so fun. My great-grandma, my grandma, it'll be really fun, and I am so excited to be in Colorado and make this Christmas a really special one. I wanted to share my reading stats for this year before we get into my favorite books. So I have my Storygraph app up. Storygraph is basically like Goodreads, but I like it better because it will show you how many pages you read and the moods of your books and like the pace of the books that you read. It's like by readers for readers and I love that. It has so many cool features on it that Goodreads doesn't have and it's independently owned which I absolutely love. So let's go over some of that. So I have it pulled up. It says your reading stats for 2022 and the contents of the page. So let me look into this. So it says that I have read 89 books so far and that is about 3,800 569 pages. I'm really bad with saying numbers, so I hope that's right. There's a comma after the 38. (laughs) Um, Okay, the moods of my books are mostly emotional and adventurous. There's a big chunk of it that's dark, but that's mostly fantasy, and almost an equal-sized chunk of lighthearted. So, you know, I'm balanced out. Um, It says, mysterious, let's see, out of 89 books, I have 49 books that are in the emotional little pie chart. Adventurous are 37 books. Um, Dark is 21 books. Lighthearted is 19. Mysterious is 15 um, tense is 13. Reflective, I have 13 as well. Funny are 11. It's interesting what it gets put in the funny category. Um, let's see, I have sad books, three books. I've read three sad books. A lot more books than that have made me cry. One hopeful book. Okay, out of 89, sure. And then informative, um, two. So 
there are the moods for that. I mostly read medium-paced books, and I mostly read books that are between 60% of the books I read are in 300 to 499 pages, and then my second biggest little block is 500 plus pages or 25%, and then the other 16% are less than 300 pages. Um, let's see. I, the genres that I have read most is romance with a total of 59. And then contemporary, I've read, let's see, contemporary 34 books. Yeah, so it's a pretty good, great, now my app is buffering. Um, but yeah, okay, moving on. So those are some of my reading stats. It's pretty interesting to look at 30, um, what's it say, 3,800, is that right? 38,000, I think it's, I'm so bad with numbers and I'm embarrassing myself. 38,569 pages. I have read 89 books, maybe it'll be 90 by the time this episode comes out, we'll see. But yeah, I, it's definitely been great. Okay, oh, I wanted to share this too. So, and it shows you the number of books you read on this little line chart and throughout each month. And then it also, on the same graph, it shows you in red how many pages read that month as well. So like in January, I read five books, but I, and I read... 2,497 pages, and then in February, I read eight books, but I read the most pages in February out of any month, which is, let's see, let me try to get to it, hold on, um, which was 4,418 books, or pages, not books, oh my gosh, so yeah, February was definitely my biggest reading month. I know that May was the most books that I have ever read in a month, besides December, which I've read, I've read 12 books in December, but, um, like five of those books were less than 300 pages, so that's why they're so short, but yeah, basically I have read a lot this year, and I just wanted to, you know, show off a little bit, so yeah, okay, but getting on to today's episode... I said last week that I wanted to talk about my top 10 favorite books that I read in 2022. So I've read 89 books and I have to decide 10 of those to go in the spot. Luckily for Goodreads to have, you can create your own little bookshelves and put whatever books you want in there. And so I do this every year where I put my favorite books of this year And I put it in that shelf, and then from there I can kind of weed out the ones that were actually my favorite. And so, yeah, that's this list. But there's only 10 in this list, so let's go for it. I do have complete series in this list, and not like individual books in the series, because that would make the list super long, which I didn't want to do. So... Coming in first is the Throne of Glass series by Sarah J. Mass. This is a fantasy YA book series. 
I'm sure I've shoved it down your throats enough, but if I shall say it again, um, this is probably my one of my favorite book series of all time. I love Sarah J. Mass. I love her books. I love everything she's written, and it's just amazing. I read Throne of Glass and get back to me and tell me that I'm wrong because you won't. You'll be saying, you were right, Brittany, you were right. Um, but yeah, Throne of Glass, you have your little assassin who gets a second chance and then she goes on this grand adventure that is nine, like an eight, nine or eight book series. I still don't know. And it's the most amazing adventure ever. And it's so cool. And I love these characters in this world so much. Oh, I have to tell you what I got my friends for Christmas. So, I, they don't listen to this podcast, so it's okay. I got them both. They're married. This couple, they're married. I got them each their own copy of A Court of Thorns and Roses. And I wrote them a little message inside. And I, you know, this lovely little message. P.S. You have until the end of February. They have until the end of February to read the first book in the Throne of God in the A Court of Thorns and Roses series, and we read the first chapter together. I read them. I read it to them out loud. Read they opened it, and so we'll see. I am just so excited to share my love for Sarah J. Mass with my friends and kind of force them into it because they just need to know their lives will be better and so yeah I thought that was a fun gift and I was so excited for them to open it anyways my next book number two is A House of Sky and Breath Crescent City book two by Sarah J Mass this is adult fantasy I love Sarah J Mass if you don't know um like I just said And this book came out in February, and I it might be one of my favorite books. I mean, it is one of my favorite books of the year, but like it might be my favorite book of the year besides Alone with You in the Ether. Yeah, I I just love this series, and I cannot wait for book three. I can't wait for it to come out, and I will be sitting here and anticipation and excitement until it does and just agonizing wait for this next book so yeah okay book three is Malibu Rising by Taylor Jenkins Reid this is like literary historical fiction um I've talked about this book before you have Nina Riva who is like a big supermodel She's like a swimsuit model. Her father is Mick Riva, and he is this huge singer, um, very famous, but he's a deadbeat dad. He isn't around his kids very much. Nina is the oldest of her and her four younger siblings, and she's basically had to raise her and her siblings by herself. Her mother wasn't really able to do it because of all of her mother's problems and so basically this book is one night every year Nina throws a huge party and it is like the main event of the end of the summer 
everyone looks for an invite and celebrities come things happen at this party that is talked about for years and Nina and her siblings it goes through all of their lives and kind of everything that they're individually going through and they the whole story is just 24 hours long but you get such an in-depth look into each sibling as the book continues and to make this one night like such a big thing and stuff happens in this book that's just crazy and insane but you also have the storyline of McReva and then the mother Nina's mom their love story and everything that happens with them and how you know just no matter what like you love each other but you you have to love your spouse more than you love your job and this is that book so yeah I loved Malibu Rising I thought it was amazing and I hope that you will read it because of me the next one book four is Terms and Conditions by Lauren Asher this is contemporary romance now I thought about putting just the Dreamland Billionaires series in this list because the first book I loved as well but the second one, Terms and Conditions, was the only book in my bookshelf of favorites of 2022. Not saying that I didn't like the fine print, I still really did, but I liked this one a little better, whether I just liked the trope of the second one better or the characters better. But yeah, this one is, I've talked about the Dreamland Billionaires before. This is the one where basically like the CEO of Disney World, he dies, and then he leaves his grandsons, three grandsons, um, in their will, they have to do these, like, things to get their inheritance, and so for Declan, he, in, in this book, he has to get married and, um, have a baby, all within one year in order to take his grandfather's place as CEO and get his inheritance. So he is struggling to find somebody that he can quickly marry and then agree to get pregnant right away. They find, he and his assistant Iris find a woman that is willing to do it, but then at the last second she chickens out and she doesn't want to do it. So in a hasty decision-making, Iris decides to marry Declan, and so then they get engaged, and they get married, and they, they're like, okay, we'll do, like, a pregnancy via IVF. We just pretend that we love each other for the media, but then we'll live, live our own lives privately, and, you know, like, in five years, we'll get divorced, and we'll just co-parent our child, and that'll be great, and nothing will be wrong, and so then you go on, and then, but they actually do kind of fall in love, and because she is his assistant, they've worked together for years, they are, like, the only person for each other that can kind of stand each other, and so she learns about a lot of how he operates behind the scenes and like what he's actually like when he's not being a boss and she kind of falls in love with that and so yeah I love 
Lauren Asher. I love Terms and Conditions, and I love this couple so much. The book five is The Accidental Empress by Alison Pataki. This is historical fiction. I've talked about this book before as well. Um, but basically, during the Austrian Empire, you had like the Franz, I'm trying to, Franz um, Joseph, I think it was. But he needed to get married. He was the emperor of the Austrian Empire, which took up most of Europe and most of it took over like Turkey and some Middle Eastern countries along that line as well maybe like into Russia a little bit if I remember correctly and uh, then there's this girl Cece she her sister is supposed to marry the emperor and so they go together to meet him but then Cece and the emperor they fall in love and even though Cece is, was quite young to be getting married to an emperor, they end up getting married instead of her sister. And she has to learn about this new royal court that she's never really been a part of before. She has to learn all the ins and outs. And basically, like, she has to deal with her mother-in-law, who is just horrible, like, classic like mama's boy classic like oh you're a boy mom oh right you know what I mean we all know those like very stereotypical quote quote boy moms and just how they baby their sons and it's horrible that's this relationship and so she has to deal with that she has to deal with giving airs and being pleasant and kind all the time and it just goes through her life and what it was like for her. And I loved this book. I have had this book on my shelf for years and I didn't want to read it because I was afraid I was going to find it boring. But then when I finally picked it up, I loved it. And I love the story. And I've never read anything from this historical time period before. And it just is so great to learn about, you know, significant people in history. And it, yes, it was Franz... Um, grandson I, I if I remember correctly who would be assassinated and thus setting off World War one so that's pretty interesting and I know that's why I liked it um, just to learn about history a little more from the eyes of you know of a fictional lens um, but yeah book six is well it's not a book, but it's the Addicted slash Callaway Sister series by, by who? You all should know by now, if you've been listening. By Krista and Becca Ritchie, yes, thank you. Contemporary romance, Lillian Lowe. They are addicted. Lily is addicted to sex. Lowe is an alcoholic, and they basically fake date to pretend that they are don't struggle with these addictions in front of their families to kind of hide each other and they also um, have been best friends for most of their life and basically they decide what would happen if we actually did go out and we actually tried to like control our addictions instead of enable one another and so then they start but then this 
that thus starts the whole recovery process. And then we get to know Lily's sisters, Rose and Daisy, and we get to hear their romance romances through the Callaway Sisters series with Rose and Connor, Daisy and Rike, and just how their lives changed through Lily and Lo and their addiction and how they struggle and want to just be normal so bad but struggle with that and feel like that they're always just going to be the same and I love this book series so much these people these characters I love so much and I'm super glad that I picked up Addicted to You in March and read it and I I'm just yeah I love it so anyway moving on book seven is book lovers by Emily Henry this is also a contemporary romance I love Emily Henry's writing I've loved every one of her books and I feel like they've just gotten better and better and better as time has gone has gone on she's wrote Beach Read which was very popular that one is my least favorite even though I still loved it then she wrote People We Meet on Vacation, which was a masterpiece. And Book Lovers is a masterpiece. Gold tier, S tier, whatever masterpiece. I love Book Lovers. It's this icy girl who basically just doesn't give a crap and does her job really well. She's a literary agent and she just she does her job. She lives in New York. She takes nothing from no one and she's also a big sister which I think is something that I really loved about this book is the the sister relationship between Nora and her younger sister her and her sister go on this vacation for the summer to this small town and while they're there she runs into her work rival Charlie and he happens to like his parents live there he's grown up in this small town so he just like happened to be there the same time that Nora was there and they have this connection to each other almost instantly and they just can't not like be together and I felt like the banter in this book was so incredible like it just astounds me how you know when you're having a conversation with somebody and then you like you say something like they say something super witty and funny and then you're trying to think of like a comeback for that like what can I say that's also witty and funny but you can't think of it and then like three days later when you're taking a shower you're like oh man like I should have said this man that would have been so good but you know the moments pass and it's gone it's like that but then if you thought of it right away and you said it like how can an author write like such a witty remark and then have such a witty comeback from the other character to say back like that's genius and that's how this book was like it was so natural and like just the banter the conversations the humor it was so like realistic and natural and it just like was genuinely a funny book and I loved it I I loved Emily Henry's writing. I love her books and her characters. This one is like perfect for big sisters to read because it just, you know, gives off that big sister feels and the way she is so protective of her younger sister 
even though like they're both adults, you know, but yeah, I just love this book. I'm so excited for Emily Henry's new book to come out soon. It's called Happy Place, and I think it's coming out in February, maybe. I'm not quite sure, but I'm really excited for it. So yeah, that was Book Lovers. The next one is my favorite book of all time, Alone With You in the Ether by Olivia Blake. This is a literary romance, but it's a love story. It's not a romance. And this one has a lot to do with um, mental illness. The main woman in this book, Reagan, she struggles with bipolar disorder. And um, it just talks about how the ups and downs come and how, like, the meds make you feel and how she just doesn't want to be, like, cuffed by her meds anymore. She just wants to be healthy and she doesn't know how. She's an amazing painter and she just doesn't really know what to do with her life. It's sort of like coming of age, in my opinion, maybe. And then there's Aldo, who he's just, you know, trying to live life the way he can. He's very logical. He thinks very deeply. He's a, like, a math professor at the college, but he also, like, is a student at the college, too. And so he's, like, getting his PhD in, like, math studies or whatever. Like, he just loves it. And so, yeah, they, they meet, and then they have, like, an instant draw to one another, and they... They just, like, can't help but be drawn to one another and love each other and get through life, just want to get through life together despite both of their mental health problems. So, yeah, it's just, it's a beautiful story. It's so well written. It's so unique in the way that it's written because it's written in, like, first person and then it's written kind of like in a script type of way and then it's written more like a outside third is that third person perspective where like it's like this outside narrator looking down on them and yeah I just it's so amazing you have to like use your thinking cap a little bit to read it it's not like an easy contemporary romance where you can just fly through you have to kind of think about what's being said and how it's being said and the way that it's being said And there's criticism for this book because it's like, oh, it's so pretentious, when I don't think it takes that way. I think that's just the beauty of the way that the story is being told. Like, it can't be told any other way than this. And, you know, if you don't understand it, then that's fine. You know, that's that's on you. But this book is amazing, and I love this story so much. So, yeah, that's that one favorite book ever. Um, The next one is the Dirty Air series by Lauren Asher. These are all contemporary romances. I've talked about the the Dirty Air series a lot, the F1 Racing Boys. Each one of their books is just really good. It's so amazing and I love like the romance and then ties into like um, the this deeper struggle that the characters are struggling with and going through and how they have to kind of overcome this this deep struggle but then they don't have to do it alone they can do it with 
this partner that seems to love them like no one else has loved them before and they open themselves up and just kind of let themselves be loved the way that they deserve to be loved and I love that story (laughs) lots of love but yeah I love Lauren Asher as I just said and I will read everything she ever writes so that's that one the last one is One True Loves by Taylor Jenkins Reid. This is also a contemporary romance. This one broke my heart so much. Maybe because I'm married. I don't know. But so basically there's this character. She and her high school sweetheart. They got married. And they moved to. They got away. They're like travel um, bloggers they write articles about their travels or whatever and then they they live in California and so he the husband gets an assignment to go to somewhere and he ends up dying in this on this trip and so she's left alone and she has to kind of deal with that grief and kind of figure out how she wants to live and so over the course of like three years three and a half years she learns how to get her life back and she's just putting pieces back together and then she gets engaged to another man and right before their wedding like two like two months after they get engaged they she gets a phone call and it's her husband saying, hey, um, I'm back and I'm, I'm coming for you. And so now she has this dilemma of she's torn between basically two lives where, like, does she keep her fiancé and end things with her husband? Or does she end things with her fiancé and keep her husband? And so she has to decide what she wants to do. And it's just so emotional. And it's like, what do you do in this situation? Like, your husband comes back from the dead but after you've already kind of moved on from your husband like into this new situation and so yeah I I really enjoyed this book you really don't know what she's going to choose until the very end of the book which I liked and I just thought it was really well written and it was such a unique storyline like I've never read anything like this and it was done really well So, yeah, but that is my top 10 favorites of this year. It has truly been a great reading year. This has been the most books I've ever read, ever, and I'm so excited to keep reading for next year. I have some good book plans. I know some good books are coming out next year, so I'm excited. Um, But I'm, yeah, I'm really excited for next year. I have lots of exciting things planned and I hope that everyone has a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I will um, probably come out with an episode. My last episode of the year will be like the 31st, maybe. Is there a 31st in, Jan- in December? I don't know. I should know that. Oh my gosh. Anyways. Um, but yeah, it'll be my, my December reading wrap-up. So yeah, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for give like your support this year I really appreciate it um this has been like a really fun project for me to do and just talk about 
things that I love and books that I love and just kind of, yeah, share with the community, no matter how small, about the books that I've been reading. So, yeah, thank you for all of your support. Um, You can find me on TikTok and Instagram. Also, don't forget to share and rate and um, like this podcast. I really appreciate it. And that is all. Thank you for coming to my library. Bye.